We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. No idea how many sessions I've been in, uh, but I've been in a few, and um, it's just been awesome. God's really been talking to me personally. I pray He's been uh, again talking to you. Um, through whether you manage to get to the Shark Conference or not, but through 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 the the different guest speakers that we had here, Mark and and Peter and and uh, just just awesome. We had John and uh, Kyle down here for a little while, and just just great to have them speaking into the life of the church. Those who who got to live stream Shout or uh, or went to Shout, I know God's doing stuff in your life, but. If you weren't able to make it, that's okay. I'm sure uh, you'll, you'll get online, watch some of the messages and just continue to catch what God is doing. Yeah. You know, I think it's amazing what God is doing, especially, uh, you know, around the world. We've got 40 locations around the world. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty amazing. You know, and uh, we, we, we've recently just, uh, we really have just, just got on and behind uh, what was happening in Mosgill, but really we've made it our own now. And and uh, what God is doing here in Dunedin and in Mosgill and the team out there is, is just awesome. And, you know, um, I, I think as a church, the, the, I'm going to get into it in a moment, but um, as a church, we need to continue to believe and we've got to continue to pray that, that God is going to do a great work. Yeah. Who believes that? Yeah. A great work. Uh, in, in, in Dunedin City and in, and in Mosgill as well. I'm really believing, my, my heart and my prayer is that as a church in both locations, we are, or in Mosgill, we're going to see a regular average of over 100 people on Sunday morning, including a regular average of 200 people in Dunedin City on a Sunday morning. So 300 people coming out. 300 pe- different people coming out. And you know what? Right now, we're, we're really sitting at around 220. So that's 80. 80 people uh, average, added into the life of the church. So how is that going to happen? Now that's 80 people. You know, some of them may come from uh, out of town and looking for a church, and that's cool. That's great. Some people might come from other churches around the, the community as well. And, you know, there's a process that we try and make sure that stuff is, is handled well because just things like that. But we want to see them planted. We want to see people flourish. And so if we can serve them that way. But I'm really believing that we're going to see a number of first-time salvations. Yeah. A number of first-time salvations. And then how's that going to happen? Well, it comes by inviting people. It comes from praying for people. It comes from believing that God is going to use us, God is going to use you to, to, uh, to reach the world that He loves, because He loves the world. And so I'm excited about that. I, my, my, um, my heart and, and, and Desiree's heart as well is that we would catch this as a church. You know, it's not just... You know, people are sitting here and just chilling out. Oh, yeah, we'll see what happens, see what happens, see what happens. You won't see what happens. If you're sitting here just going, oh, we'll see what happens, we'll see what No, you won't see what happens because you'll miss it because your vision isn't locked in to what we're doing as a church. I'm saying, come on, partner with us. Get on board. Believe. Pray. And, and you will see what happens because you're locked in to believing and praying for what God has for us here in Dunedin. So that's our prayer as a church. You know, and, and here's the thing. It's going to take you. It's going to take us. It's going to take me. 
but we've just got to be bold. Got to, got to believe. And there's a great message that Pastor Steve Graham um, preached at NLT tour. And in fact, um, I was going to preach it tonight, but I forgot that I'd rusted the amazing Raquel on to preach. And so I'm not going to get in the way of that because uh, she's going to be awesome tonight. But um, I am going to preach this message, but it's just so simple about how we can reach the world. And if you were at NLT tour and you heard about it, uh, just start doing it. But the next week, I'm going to just share that message about how we can reach our worlds for Jesus real simply. Uh, because that's our mandate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is because He loves you and uh, He's working with you. He's working with me. Still working a lot with me. But, uh, you know, he wants to work with the other people, as well, with, with people who aren't saved. And uh, I really believe that we exist to reach, our, reach the world that we live in for Jesus. Amen. And all our inadequacies and all our uniqueness, we've got to continue to, to believe that heaven is going to be more populated than hell. And it's a simple reality. We want to see people saved into the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Awesome. Well, this morning, I want to I wanna get into it, and then we're going to finish on time. <laughs> prophesy that. you gotta, you got to prophesy that because um, I haven't preached for two weeks. I've got a lot of words stored up. <laughs> Just joking. Um, some of you are still like, no, he's not. <laughs> Father, I pray right now for your Holy Spirit to come and minister into our lives and in our hearts. I thank you, Lord, for every person in this room, every family represented. Lord, may, your, may the overflow of your grace go out uh, into our families. May your love, may your power breakthrough flow out over our families. And Lord, I pray this morning that, Lord, you just come alive, even more real in our heart and in our spirit. There'd be an authority uh, just increasing in our lives. And so, Lord, we honor you. Lord, help with this message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to um, take you on a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a, a trip down memory lane a little bit. Uh, who likes memory lane? Who remembers anniversaries? <laughs> oh, that was awkward. There's a lot of people who have forgotten anniversaries in this room, I think. All right, no, you won't now, you will remember now, but um, Desiree and I had our 20th, 20th wedding anniversary, and it's just been awesome. But um, I, I, while I'm talking about memory lane is, cause, is because when, when God asked us to uh, step into ministry, step into pastoring, uh, it, was nothing that, it was nothing that I had done before. Pastor Desiree had been leading an e-group and doing some preaching and all that sort of stuff. And, and she was awesome, right? She's awesome. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but when I, when I started, I mean, I went from pushing boxes that held the microphones and setting them up to now standing with the microphone and, and preaching. And, and that was a whole lot of fun. And praise Jesus for really gracious churches. Amen, amen. Thank you that you were quiet in that moment and not a large cheer. But um, uh, <laughs> while I, while what I'm saying this morning is it's good to go back down and think about how God has led us and led, led yourself 
in the journey that you walk through, but also for me. And I was, I was thinking about it, and God really gave me um, um, some prophetic words uh, when we started ministering, and, and it really came, came out of Exodus chapter 25, verse 40. And this is Moses and the Lord talking and about, about the tabernacle and setting things up. But he says this, he says, Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. So be sure you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. Now, as, as we started off into ministry, I don't know if... In fact, I know that two of the three people didn't know that I had a building background. But over that earlier period of time, I had three people come and prophesy over me saying, God's going to give you the blueprint to build church. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Now, as a builder background, it's like we get a set of plans and you go build it. You know, I got to a place of competency in building where my boss could go hand me a set of plans and I would say, see you in three and a half, four months and the house would be there. Don't worry about coming down and seeing it. I'm pretty happy. I know how to do this. Um, here's the thing. When, when God gave me the blueprint to church, there wasn't that confidence there. <laughs> I was like, what? How do you do this? There wasn't a, there wasn't a confidence. But, but as, as we journey and as we learn, and now we've been in ministry now for 11 years, the blueprint's starting to be a little bit more clearer. And if people asked me, I'd say, yeah, here's, here's some of the pattern that you need to build to. Yeah. And I think it's important to have a pattern in our life. There's got to be some things that we, we know that we can trust in and we know that happens. We know that works, right? Yeah. Um, when you're building a house, you, you want to make sure you put concrete in the foundations. Yeah. Yes, you do. Just letting you know right now. You don't want to just put, put carpet on the land. Anyone put carpet down on dirt? It's going to be rotten. It's not going to be. It's going to not have a water barrier. It's going to. Anyway, you know, you need to put good pattern, good things in your life. So when the Lord said to me, "Build according to the pattern that I have shown you," here's the thing, though. He's he only showed me the pattern on the mountain. What am I saying by that this morning? Because I got really quiet. Uh, he gives you the pattern when you go after it. He gives you the pattern when you seek it. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. you know, and so we seek after the pattern. Many, many patterns God has given me. Uh, and you will know without a doubt there's a pattern that comes out of Hebrews chapter 10, right? Praise the Lord. You've never heard this before. No, you have heard it before because it's a pattern that God has given me. Let us think of ways to motivate one another of love and good work. That's a pattern to think of ways to motivate one another. And this, that's not thinking about ourselves. It's thinking of motivating one another. Uh, who likes a pat on the back when you're feeling down? That's right, everyone. Uh, let us not neglect our meeting together. There's a pattern that let's meet together as a church. Let's meet together as e-groups during the week. It's a pattern. Um, and, and let's encourage one another. It's a pattern that I, I, that I try and do. Is I'm more, I more try to encourage people than, than I try to correct and rebuke people. 
It's just who I am. There is a time for both places, but I'm more a person that's going to try and encourage someone because I believe that's the Holy Spirit's job to bring conviction into people's lives. And so there's a pattern there of encouragement. Um, you will know also there's a pattern that God gave me um, out of Proverbs chapter 3, the first 10 scriptures, right? Verses 1 through 10. If you're new to the church, that's okay. I'll let you off if you don't know this. But if you've been in church a little while, you know that this is a scripture that I often refer back to. And so there's patterns in this. It says this, um, you know, trust in the Lord. My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Is not your head. I have, that's, that's the pattern that God's given me. That you store God's commands in your heart. You don't store them in your head. Because um, out of your heart flows the issues of life. Uh, if you do this, you'll live many years and you'll live a life. life your life will be satisfying. Satisfying. Um, there's another pattern. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them where again? Deep within your heart. And so try and, trying to live a life, the pattern of loyalty and kindness. Of, of just saying, you know what? I'm going to stand by this person. I'm going to encourage this point. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to believe with them. Uh, and, and so letting loyalty and kindness, don't neglect that. Let's, let's, that's a pattern that we have in our heart. Um, verse 5, it's a well-known piece of Scripture that probably most of you know, but it says what? Trust in the Lord yeah. with all your heart. There's a pattern there of trusting God with all your heart. Bear with me. I've got so many patterns this morning, and this is just the introduction. Um, verse 6, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Again, there's a pattern. If you want to know the will of life, a will, will of your life, you seek the Lord in everything that you do, and He will show you the path to take. It's a pattern. Um, it's a pattern. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I'm not saying think less of yourself. I think it's great to be educated and it's great to have wisdom and knowledge. But hey, uh, uh, what it says here, don't be impressed with it. Right? Do be the best at what you can be. I love it that at Shout Conference, we had people who had doctorates, masters, preaching and teaching. And they were phenomenal. They were absolutely awesome. Pastor Lavinia, how she presented around that. That's an, you, you all need to find that one and, and listen to it. Um, and then um, Paul Matz, Matz, how we, <laughs> that guy, Paul, uh, the, when he did the social uh, justice elective on just how God used him, he's, a, he's an expert in skincare. We have the guy who is the expert in all the, all the facial skincare products to make, make the, whoever wants to wear those products look younger. And I'm very careful what I'm saying right now. <laughs> But he's the expert in skincare products. And uh, God's using him to combat a, 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 a terrible disease that, that distorts and makes people look like they have elephant feet and all that and, and, and in Ethiopia. But God's using that skill of his because of the uniqueness and the wisdom that he has and, the, and, the, and, and that God's using him. So, But he's not impressed with his own. He's using it. So I think we need to use what God's given us. And so there's a pattern. Um, there's another pattern in Second Samuel, 
It was, it was a revelation God gave me real early about David's mighty men. Who likes this? Who, I think it's awesome. I think we should all have mighty men in our life. And, um, but, or, or people in our lives. There's a pattern here. It says, Jashabim the Hakmonite, he once used a spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. I think it's amazing. There's a pattern, and the pattern is that everyone here is gifted. There is a gift and an ability that God has placed on your life that you have the ability to take out 800 enemy soldiers in one outing. I don't know how that correlates to the gift that you have, but there's something that, that God has graced you with, God has anointed you with, God has purposed you with that can overcome the, the enemy in a mighty, mighty way. There's a pattern. Every single person says it in Romans 12. It says it in 1 Corinthians 12. There's a pattern that's going on. Eliza uh, once stood together against, with David against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. The pattern here is everyone needs someone to stand next to. If you try and do life by yourself, you, you, you get taken out. But it goes on to the next point here, but it doesn't matter. Um, uh, you, everyone needs someone in their life. There's a, there's a pattern here. Don't live in isolation. But here in the next one, though, there's for moments. As Shama, the there is uh, the Israelite Shama, the third mighty man, um, held his ground in the middle of the field and bit back the Philistines when the rest of the army fled. There's sometimes there's a pattern where you are just going to have to stand your ground. Don't shift, don't move, even though the enemy's coming at you. You know, right now I think that's a very prophetic. Uh, declaration, a prophetic pattern as Christians, uh, we need to stand our ground on, on, on what we believe. We need to stand our ground on what we believe. We also then need to continue to show the love of Jesus Christ to every single person on the face of the planet. And it doesn't matter whether they believe what we believe, but we still stand our ground on it. We don't compromise on our beliefs, but we show more grace. We show more love. There's a pattern that happens. There's a pattern that happens out of Galatians chapter 5. This is all right. It's good. There's a pattern that happens out of Galatians chapter 5 where it says this, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are these, and they're very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, uh, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, I have, I have before that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. There's a pattern, and it's gone real quiet. That's right, there's some good stuff coming in a minute. But it's true, there's a pattern. You think, oh, well, we're going really well. We've got all these good patterns. Well, if we fall into the pattern of the other stuff, it will bring a, a, about destruction. And it will, bring, it, will, it will detour you off the call of God on your life. But who knows that it's great to have but. Yeah. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So again, there's a pattern that God has given us. Now it's our job, do we reach out? So if you're struggling with any of the things that I talked about just before or in the, in the previous scripture, before verse 22, 
This is when we reach out, we say, Lord, your pattern is this. Your promise is this. This is, you know, if, if there is, uh, and I've shared quite openly, I, I've not been taught how to be a father or I've taught everything of not what to be a father. And, and I, I, have to, I have to run to the mountain. I really do. I've got to run to the mountain and say, Lord, show me how to be a good father. Uh, there's many other areas that I've got to run to the mountain in, but what's your area you've got to run to the mountain in? You know, because God wants to take that area that is, that is maybe not aligning up with, with the will of God on your life, and He wants to give you that, that patience or kindness or goodness or joyfulness or faithfulness, gentleness. It's a pattern that we can ally, align our lives with, and it's been given by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so there's a pattern that God gives us. I don't know what patterns you're following right now in your life, but I pray there are patterns that align your life with the love and the call of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing is you can do it. You can do it. I, 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 can, I, I look back and I honestly, and I know this is a message that I, it's almost repetitive, but I believe it's a grace on my life of encouraging people. If I can do it, I know you can do it. It's, and I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm far from it. But I know I've seen the, the, the grace of God uh, work in my life. I know the grace of God will work in your life. Yeah. It's just whether we show humility, whether we show teachability, whether we keep believing and keep hoping in God. Anyway, so that was the introduction. <laughs> I really believe in patterns. I, I believe in bl blueprints. It doesn't mean we get stuck into a system. It doesn't mean we're not, not um, malleable. I'll throw that out there. That's a big word. I can't spell it, but I can say it. It doesn't mean that we're, we're stuck in our ways. It doesn't mean the pattern might not change. But there is a pattern that God has for you in your life. But you'll only find it in the mountain. You'll only find it when you seek after God, when you run after God. I want to talk to you about one of the one of the, one very key pattern that will open up your world. This is probably one of the um, one of the greatest keys that I could ever share or teach with you this morning that will impact your world in a in a great way. That it will shift your world. That will move your world. That will move you. That will that will create um, open doors in places that you've never ever thought you'd get into. And that is the pattern of prayer, the pattern of prayer. And I want to just share real quickly a few thoughts from the pattern of prayer. Because here's the thing. If we're a church that just sits back and sees what happens, we're not going to see it happen. We need to embrace the pattern of prayer as a church right now. We need to embrace the pattern of prayer when it comes to the team that's out in Mosgiel and the team that is, is still here in Dunedin. We need to continue praying. We need to continue believing. God doesn't, um, so the devil doesn't want this to, to take off. And right now we're in the city. We're even at a, at, a, at a stretching phase as well because we've sent, you know, about 40 people out to Mosgiel. That's all. No more is allowed to go, by the way, okay? Stay. <laughs> You're only allowed to go once you've brought someone here. No. <laughs> We're one church in two locations. They're out. It's not us against them. No. But if we don't embrace the pattern of prayer, we won't see what God has for us. 
And we've heard all the scriptures before, you know, if my people will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear and I will hear their land. That's, that's good. It's great. You know, but what I don't want it just to be wallpaper on the toilet bathroom. I don't want it to be a screensaver on our computer. I believe it's a pattern that as we embrace it, God's going to do something and shift something in our lives. So I've got, I've got um, at the moment seven points that I want to quickly share with you, the pattern of prayer. So in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 7, obviously we've got to go here because this is, the, this is Jesus teaching in the Sermon of the Mount. And when it comes to prayer, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly or on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray... When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. I want to talk about, I want to share a few points, as I said, around this prayer. I think prayer is, 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 is something that we've got, to, we've got to push into. Uh, in, in fact, Eugen Matesius wrote a book called Push. And there was an acronym, Pray Until Something Happens. And push. Sometimes we've got to push into the things that we're believing for. Right now, we're pushing in, into the Dunedin city. We're pushing into Mosgiel. And so we have to pray until something happens. I'm praying, I'm gonna, and not that I'm going to stop praying, but just the, the, the goals go further. I want, I'm praying until we see another 100 salvations. 100 salvations. You know, it's an, it's an offense. And I, excuse me, I'm just venting a little bit now. Uh, you know, every now and then you have a little vent and don't, don't worry, um, you know. Anyway, um, but uh, like when's the baptism pool, where is it? It's just gathering dirt, gathering dust. You know, I know we've got to organize ourselves and put baptism services out there, but wouldn't it be great if some people are nagging us? You've got to have a baptism service. E-group leaders are saying, man, oh, we've got 14 people who need to be baptized. They want to get baptized. We need doing a baptism service. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be great. But right now, we've got to keep praying until something happens. Um, so, so just real quickly, um, you know, I love prayer corporately. I do love prayer corporately. The first Monday of every month, we get together as a church and pray. I'd say, please make that a priority. I mean, maybe even grab a babysitter and so that you can, I mean, husband and wife, come out and pray. Cover the church. Pray together. You know, even if you've got the babysitter, then go, go and have a coffee on the way home. Hot date, Rob's Roy, ice cream or something. I don't know. You know, keep the love alive in your life. Yeah, but, but, but in, this, in this context that I'm talking about this morning, it is really about personal prayer. So please don't neglect the, the corporate prayer. And we also have prayer in our services. We have prayer down the front after every service. We pray together, pray in e-groups. But it says here, the first thing I want to talk about is prayer is personal to the Lord. The pattern of prayer is that prayer is personal to God. Jesus often says that he often withdrew to go and pray. Jesus says in, in John chapter 14, He only says and He only does what He hears the Father tell Him to do. It's a personal 
it's a personal, um, it's personal to the Lord. And the fact that he says, um, you know, don't, don't do things publicly on the street corners because that's the only reward that people will do. But when you pray, go in and, and be by yourself. Be intimate in your prayer with the Lord. Believe when you pray. Believe that something's going to happen. Believe that something's going to shift. Amen. If we go at this beat, we'll get there. Um, prayer, is, prayer is personal, but prayer is also private. Please, if, if, if the only prayer that you're doing is the corporate prayer, you're missing out. You really are missing out. This is a pattern that God wants to give you in your life when you pray. It's personal to the Lord, but it's also private. And it's something that you can pray. And, and you know, even the Bible even says when you run out of words to pray, you pray in your heavenly language and the Holy Spirit will pray for you. And we believe in it when we pray. So prayer is personal to the Lord, but prayer is also private. And, then, and the next one is when you pray, don't babble on. As the Gentiles do, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. No, prayer is purposeful. Prayer is purposeful. When you pray, come on, pray. You know, I love praying for my kids at night, but I don't stand in their room praying for half an hour or an hour. Yeah, we got some Netflix to watch. But I'm purposeful in their prayers. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we right now, we bless Jake. We bless Oliver. We bless Harper. We bless Mum. Pray tonight, Lord, that you would give them a supernatural, Holy Spirit-filled dreams. I pray that every night. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to them. I pray, Lord, that you'd come alive in their hearts. I pray, Lord, that as they wake up every morning, they will be fit and healthy to serve your kingdom to outwork the call of God on their lives. Now, you can say that really fast. Like sometimes I do. Lord, I pray tonight that you'd give them Holy Spirit-filled dreams. I pray, Lord, they wake up heavenly, wake up healthy and fit, and Lord, they outwork the call of God on your lives. Go to sleep, head enough, good night. It's just anointed, just as anointed. <laughs> All you parents out there know what I'm talking about right now. But it's It's purposeful. Be purposeful. Don't blabble on. Sometimes we've got to pray for hours and hours and hours. Now, that's a good discipline. But don't just keep repeating yourself. Just keep, just pray. Pray, write a list. Go through the list. I know Pastor Bruce and Helen, they often write a list of the locations around the world. And they start down here in Dunedin. Because we're the furthest away. And they go through Dunedin. They go up through uh, Timaru, Christchurch, Nelson. Over to Wellington, Lower Hutt, Masterton, uh, Wanganui, uh, and up, and up. And, and we'll be there, and then they go across and, uh, to Rio and Central America and across to Europe. And they pray through every leader. They pray for our families. They, and they just, you know, they go through. They're purposeful. So if you want to know how to put purpose in your prayers, write a list. All right. Um, who, who's heard of that famous scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11? All right, I want to give you another famous scripture, Jeremiah 29, 12. Anyone know what it is off by heart? I thought they put it up on the screen. 
See, we know that Jeremiah 29, when they've, they've been exiled and kicked out, and but the Lord's talking to them earlier, saying, you know, uh, build houses now, plant your crops, flourish in the land. Pastor Sam's done a great message on this. And, 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 it, and then he goes on, he goes, I know it's not what it is supposed to be right now, but he goes this, I know the plans I do have for you, said the Lord. They are plans that you would um, prosper. Um, and, and you'd go on. But here's the thing, and uh, they, they are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12 says this, In those days when you pray, I will listen. Yeah. I think it's so important that prayer will release God's plans for your life. When we pray, prayer releases God's plans for your life. It's a pattern that God wants you to step into. Because when you pray, it will release God's plans in your life. Music team, if you guys can jump up, that'd be awesome. I promised the kids team that I'd be on time this morning because they've served so well over the last recent few services going late with guest ministry. I want to honor them. But there's a prayer will release God's plans for your life. Why? Because when you seek him, he'll speak to you. They'll become, prayer is intimate, prayer is personal, prayer is private, prayer is purposeful. Then we move on to another passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but the context here is that that the disciples were trying to pray for a boy that was uh, was, um, oppressed by a demonic spirit. And, And basically nothing happened. And then Jesus comes along and says, hey, what's going on? What's, what's happening here? And they, there's, they, they read about how the, the, the father's talking to Jesus and he's saying, hey, you know, when the spirit gets a hold of him, he starts to, uh, you know, do random things and gets thrown into the fire and all sorts of hurt and all sorts of pain. And Jesus then comes along and he says, oh, what, what's the deal? Give them to me, I'll sort them out, which is good because, you know. And then let's read it from verse uh, um, 26, it says, Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with the disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? And Jesus replied this, This kind can, can be cast out only by prayer and fasting. <coughs> I've always wondered about this, this, this scripture. I've always wondered like, well, do we have to pray and fast for things to, for demonic things to go? And I really, and I was listening to someone recently and they put another spin on it as really is that, that, that the prayer and fasting uh, is actually builds up our personal prayer and fasting builds up a confidence and builds up an authority in our life so that when we do have to come against demonic spirits and demonic powers, there's, there's, a, there's a bank. There's a bank of prayer. There's a bank of power. And so the next point that I have here is, is prayer will build power. Prayer will build power. And in fact, Pastor Banu's dad, Dampier, uh, in, 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 uh, in India, planted 5,000 churches, sent people out. And we're sitting there listening to phenomenal stories about how God's come through. 
And he just looks at me and he goes, Will? He goes, Will? Prayer is power. And he just says that. Prayer is power. Prayer is power. If we, if we, if we get the pattern of prayer in our life, prayer then will turn into the power of God manifesting itself in and through your life. We've got to understand it's not just about um, not being scared of, of any demonic activity, but knowing that prayer and fasting is a great discipline that builds up an authority in our lives. And so prayer is power. So just recapping real quickly, prayer is personal to the Lord. Prayer is private. Prayer is purposeful. Prayer will release God's plans for your life. Prayer will build power. Last one, or second to last one here is prayer has a pattern. You're like, well, why pray random things? Well, that's okay, you can. But Jesus did give us a pattern. It's the Lord's Prayer. It's not a trick question. But prayer does have a pattern. When, when we read the Lord's Prayer out of the New King James Version, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And prayer has a pattern of honoring and glorifying the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Brings honor first. Where honor is due, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done. It's aligning ourselves with what God wants and what the Heavenly Father wants, not just what we want as well in our own life. So God is glorified. His, His will is glorified. We're believing that from on on. On earth as it is in heaven, we're believing that it can, like God can change and know and He can influence the, the natural on the planet right now. And then it turns into prayer is, is about looking after ourselves, looking after our, our daily bread and our forgiveness, but then our forgiveness towards others. And then prayer is about not leading us, like asking the Lord, don't Lord, Help me not to be led into temptation, but to help deliver us. And the pattern again, it goes back and says, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It goes right back to the top and places honor back on God. Now, I do believe in help me prayers. I really do. Because that's how you go, Lord, help me to stop being angry. Help me to align myself with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, love, joy, peace. I love those. I think we do need to ask the Lord, but we've got to also honour God, bring glory to God, bless God. So prayer has a pattern. And the last one to, to this, this morning is in Acts chapter 3 verse 6 and then John chapter 14 verse 13 to 15. In Acts chapter 3, it's, then Peter said to the beggar outside the gate, beautiful, he says, what? He goes, silver and gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. John chapter 14, verse 13 to 15. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. Why? Because God, Jesus wants to bring glory to the Father. And so the last point this morning, which is pretty easy, is pray using the name of Jesus. 
just pray using the name of Jesus. I, 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 know, I know there's been times where you've prayed and you've been using the name of Jesus and nothing's happened. But I want to say, don't stop. Don't, don't, don't give up. Don't stop. Just keep praying. In the name of Jesus, keep bringing glory to God. Keep bringing glory to God. See, I believe we're, we're part of a church that's not going to stop praying. Because we've got to keep praying until something happens. You know, just to spit it out there, oh, 100 people average, 200 in the, uh, in the city, 300 across the day. No, we've got to keep praying in the name of Jesus that God's going to bring breakthrough into our worlds. Can you believe this morning that God could bring breakthrough into your world? Come on, we've got to pray in the name of Jesus. Does anyone believe that there's power in the name of Jesus this morning? Come on, there's power in the name of Jesus. When Peter was walking along, he's like, oh no, let's just try this. Hey, John, let's try this. Let's, what I have. Should we try it, John? Should we try it? In the name of Jesus, get up. No, there was, there was an authority. There was a confidence. Why? Because they've spent time praying. They put a pattern in their life. They were up in the upper room. It says they waited until they found Jesus. The Holy Spirit had come. They're like, now Peter just walks up to them. Hey, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I think there's people in this room this morning that there's something stirring in your spirit. You know what? I just don't want to keep walking past the beggar every day going into the temple. 40 years he sat there. I think it was. Not like the year and a half to build Noah's Ark a couple of months ago. 40 years. Do we want to just keep walking past things? Not seeing the breakthrough that we have? Not seeing what the, the, the name of Jesus, that there's power in the name of Jesus? Oh, 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 this is just my daily chores. Go and pray. Go and miss the opportunity. Go and pray. No, I, I, I believe that there's that the, the Lord this morning wants to bring a confidence back into a lot of people here. That there's confidence in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I pray right now for your presence. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.